You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello and welcome to the 205th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Matt, a little guy, Alan, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, this is Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, Tim, what you oh, reading? Oh, hello there. Uh, this is Tim in Orlando, and I'm reading Fat Tracks, the official newspaper of the Shawamigan Fat Tire Festival. Um, oh, tell me more. Wow, guys. I It's all the news that's fat to print, and I am ready to uh, crush it this September, and I hope you guys are too. You uh, doing some research there? <clears throat> Did you have to go to the library to get that? or You know, amazingly... I actually got this mailed to me. Did you guys get a copy mailed to yourselves? I did. I did. That's what you get if you sign up for Schwamm again. You get a you get a paper in the mail. It's Tell great. me this isn't the coolest thing. Like this is worth worth the the price of entry as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um I like it. It's a nice touch. It, I would say so. I mean I, I'm learning how to uh I've already put in for my upgrade. I don't know if you guys put in your upgrade to get to a front corral. I was assuming since uh, you were kind of our point man on that, you would do that for us, but maybe you're just going to screw us and, and send us to the back row, which they... I guess wouldn't be wouldn't be a surprise <laughs> either, I guess. Maybe I should have assumed that's what now, was going to happen. Tim, do they have like a celebrity or media corral that we could get in, um, like a local <laughs> celebrity kind of situation? Because I'm thinking- like fast guy adjacent. Yeah, like maybe retired- sort of was fast at one time, but now is just doing a podcast about bikes and has a weird challenge corral. Do they have something like that? I don't see one. Um, okay. I mean, there is one for me, just corral one right behind the ATVs. But um, uh-huh. guys, when we're up there, we can go to Coop's Pizza Kitchen. Um, it's It was established in 1979. It's an official sponsor of the Schwamigan Fat Tire Fest. So, I mean, no, I mean we guys, will. this is 24 pages of mountain bike action. I have not seen something like this in such a long time. Um, I, Newsprint. I am yeah. stoked. Uh, but anyways, let's just get right back into the show. Um, well, Tim, one thing I did want to address quick before we actually kick the show off officially is we, we need to address it. You weren't here last week. Um, I was, and we, I had a, we found w- a way better replacement. Yeah, we we found a very suitable replacement for you. In fact, we got multiple requests to uh, just not have you back, which I think was a little harsh. Just um, a little, considering yeah. considering we were honored last weekend to have you uh, out of the country covering one of the biggest events that has happened worldwide uh, in recent memory. We were, as far as I know, the only American cycling podcast to attend the royal wedding is that uh how was it um it was fantastic um i was there doing my part um we were hoping to raise listenership about 163 percent on the uh, podcast with my reporting in london that'd be good um Mm -hmm. i i have to admit that i was at buckingham palace Mm -hmm. and the wedding was at windsor castle apparently not the same thing oh it's too bad. Yeah, the naming uh, of things in in England is it gets kind of obtuse. I guess it, is the best yeah. way to put it. But I will um, say, London London cycling culture. I did do um, you know a retrospective on that, I, and I, I can get into it now. But look, mum, no hands was highly recommended. It is a pretty cool bike shop slash cafe in uh, London. I don't know the neighborhood. Um, it was a tube stop. <laughs> Um, I got off the subway, but I, I do want to say they have those, uh, rental bikes, you know, now, they call hang them. on now yep. tube stop. Yeah. Is that like a CVS or something like that? Uh. No, it's, it's actually, they call the subway, the tube, um, because it, it actually looks like a tube. It's pretty it's impressive. Over there. Um, blimey. So, and then I went to look mom, no, look mom, no hands. 
Um, great, yeah. great shop. Highly recommend it if you're in London. Then they have those. Do they have jerseys? They do. Let's say that. Yeah. Because I think I saw one of those at Almanzo yesterday. Yeah, probably. Anyway, very go popular. On. We'll go to, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, okay. and then, uh, they have those rental bikes that you can, uh, rent for like a dollar an hour or whatever. Sure. Yeah. They call them nationwide Boris bikes after, um, that politician named Boris that, uh, started yep. Brexit. But anyways, Boris Johnson. that's, that's Woo-hoo. beside the point. Um, what was really cool was the amount of cyclists in London. It is insane. Um, I thought that we weren't going to see very many cause it was a big city, but holy crap at every stoplight, well, it was like a dozen at the front. The bike infrastructure yeah. is very impressive. Um, I was blown away. Uh, clearly a better yeah. biking city than Portland and Minneapolis as far as I'm concerned. Interesting. Now, every time I've ridden in London on uh, on Zwift, it has been pretty populated uh, with uh, with cyclists. So I can see exactly like what you're saying. Um, Yes. Um, You know, not a lot of cars. Not a lot of cars, from what I've seen. (laughs) Not a lot of cars at all. But I mean, I think what's really important is uh, the views that you can get of the Zwift course from the London Eye were fantastic. If you go to London, ride the Ferris wheel. Because then you can see everything, um, including uh, where to ride your bikes along the Thames. Right. So, um, did you get knighted while you were there? Can I, we just get that out of the way? I did not get knighted. I did get a Order of the British Empire, which is similar to what um, former uh, um, UCI President Brian Cookson had. So, while not okay. a sir, I am an OBE, um, which did get me into... Um, what should have been the receiving line at the Royal wedding, but I, <laughs> was, yeah. but I missed like the location for, for bangers and mash in the morning then or something else. <laughs> but, uh, so wh- how was the, uh, were people having Giro fever? I know they've got Royals fever right now, but they do have a Brit kind of crushing the Giro right now. Uh, are they going nuts or are they still just talking about Bradley Wiggins sideburns? Well, what a you know, the, the cycling be. community of London did seem a little concerned, um, about, the 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 British um, invasion of Italy, if you will, um, but they were they were very happy to see Chris Froome save the entire um, country's uh, you know respect, if you will, or uh, legacy <laughs> by that great finish sure. on Monte Zol- Zolicon. As actually, Wait, more- he did that as a wedding gift for Prince Harry and Meghan. Oh, yeah. You know, he's one to always show someone up. And wow. uh, there he was spinning fast. I have not seen cadence like that since Lance Armstrong. Um, mm-hmm. So it was impression uh, impressive. And his time up the mountain I have seen was the seventh fastest of all time um, to the peop- right. to the six individuals that climbed it the fastest in 2007. Yep. Ooh. Which included well, greats yeah. like Peepoli. Simone, Cunego. Uh, I forget who else was on that list. There are a few others. I think DeLuca. I think DeLuca was on DeLuca, there. Um, DeLuca was and, on there. Yeah, DeLuca was done. Uh, I think one of the Schlecks was on there. I think Andy Schlecks Andy, on that list. Yeah. Andy, Andy Schleck was on yeah. there. Um, it was an amazing list. And to, to, uh, to put him up there with those caliber of riders was a very... It was a very interesting uh, 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 fact to note about cycling history. Well, I'll play devil's advocate and say someone has to be the fastest one after the total rogues gallery. <laughs> All joking aside, you don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know what Yates it is. Um, is it Simon Yates? I, I gotta like I, I always get confused. Or is it Adam Yates? Yeah, it's Simon. I mean, I'm, I've it, also been struggling. Is it the one with the him. asthma? Is it like that's? Can we just like which I think one? It's probably the one with the asthma. Probably. He was not yeah. not quite as bad at asthma as Froome, but like you know, um, okay. Uh, you can just go with Saddam to cover your bases there if you want to uh, address <laughs> the Yates brothers um, universally. Oh, that's a, that's did a you, good idea. Did, so did you guys see on, uh, I don't know which website, some website the other day, and I think they're trolling us. I'm just going to say that because we've got big egos. They wrote something like Yates revs his engine again or something as their headline after he won maybe a second stage or something. And I was like, come on. That's a little close to our Yates the Yates automotive joke is that's not a joke though. That's actually where I'm going to buy my next car because my Toyota Highlander is not going so well. And I was hoping to get over there and get like a nice, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking of Volvo. Um, yeah, but solid. So maybe 
All joking aside, Simon Yates is uh, currently tearing it tearing it up. Um, I, I did hear a joke on last week's podcast saying that um, Richard Carapaz, who's my favorite writer for Movistar, um, is in fact not the team leader. Um, but he is clearly the team leader. As I said, Carlos Bettenker is doing a hell of a job in support, mm-hmm. even though today he had a, a flat tire that put him a little bit behind the eight ball. But um, – you know, Carapaz looking good in uh, sixth place overall, right behind uh, Miguel Angel Lopez. And uh, Tino, uh, Thibaut Pino is in fourth. And uh, the little Italian that could, Domenico Pozzavivo in third. Oh, I'm telling you, it's his year, baby. Tom Dumoulin in second. And Simon Yates with a two-minute, 11-second advantage on Dumoulin. Um, and in 16th place, bumping out Michael Woods is Wout Poles, who is now 938 mm-hmm. down. So, guys, overall, yeah. the Giro, I will say this, and then I'll uh, uh, appreciate your opinions. I have found it to be worth the $30 monthly subscription to Flow Bikes to watch. And that's all I'm going to say. I don't know if it's worth more. I think 30 is exactly the right <laughs> amount of money to pay for what we're seeing in Italy. Uh, it's been a good Giro, I think. It's been a really exciting Giro. I, I the Israeli start still kind of soured me. <laughs> so, like, it's a taste I can't get out of my mouth after what's been going on in Israel lately. But the actual racing has been solid, even though none of us thought Yates was gonna be the man. No, it. Uh, I kind of agree with your sentiment, and and Tim, you know, you might be onto something. Like thirty dollars, while it seems like a, a lot of money up front, um, you know, if you break that out over the three weeks, it's. You know, you're paying like a dollar fifty a day or something like that for 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 your cycling content, uh, your coverage, yeah. your fix, and I think that's worth it. Um, that said, I didn't purchase it, so maybe I don't think it's worth it. But <laughs> it's probably just because I'm cheap and I didn't really yeah. have the time to watch all these stages anyway. But um, you know, I, I do appreciate the option and and will be taking advantage in the future. Do you think that this is a good way to judge Grand Tours in the future? Like how much it's worth buying the subscription, right? Because like how would you have paid $10 to watch Strada Bianchi this year on a, you mm. know, crisp HD feed? I say yes, because it was muddy and T-Spanute, yeah. right? So what's the value? <laughs> T-Spanute. Now, 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 <laughs> now, now, what's the value? Granted, that came in on the NBC Sports Gold platform that we already buy the yearly subscription to but i kind of like this uh you know how much you willing to pay i I think 30 is a fair rate spencer it is definitely a little bit high if you can't watch every stage you know so so that's that's the difference i guess is is what it comes down to is like i get a bunch of stuff on on the sports gold app uh throughout the year but i don't get everything and I feel like if it was all a la carte, I would spend like five thousand dollars on watching <laughs> bike races every every year. You know, like yeah, it even much. thirty for See, each of the grand tours. Like but, at the end of the year, that's that's a hundred bucks right there. And I man, yeah, it's like it's a good point. I'm a not, couple of tubes at the bike shop. I'm really not sure. Yeah, cup just a couple. Um, but <laughs> the 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 problem that I that I have with it all is that they're not the tv execs aren't listening to this podcast they're not coming up with this idea that they could fleece me out of easily two hundred dollars a year but like bundles in cable the problem with nbc sports gold is that you get tour of california thrown in there for free and i feel that that is just like please give me five dollars back because i don't want that anywhere near my my subscription but that's not anywhere near if you go with the fubo which gives you a ton of the Italian racing gives you the Giro and a bunch of other stuff, but is also it's like 150 bucks yeah. or something. It's outrageously yeah. expensive, <laughs> and it's it's way more expensive than the NBC, and they give you less. But then they they try to sell you on like you get all this other crap, which is not cycling related, and it just feels like when it's just cycling, I can just buy cycling. I'm much more willing to spend money. I do not care if I get. Uh, well, with Fubo, you get like uh, local broadcasts from different parts of the country, which is weird as hell. You can watch like Gainesville, Gainesville Channel Four, Fox affiliate or something. <laughs> That's cool. It's they, super weird. Yeah, they they used to cover our um, Gainesville Atlantic seventy five uh, bike race. But I will say that the um, the Flow bikes they do have the Tour of Norway on there, which is pretty much like Tour of California except better. Um, I I wish that was a race that wasn't happening right now because there's way too much else going on. And it's a race that I only look back on, you know, 
like later in the year when I'm pulling up someone's results and I'm like, oh, they won Tour of Norway. And then I go through and I look at all the results of Tour of Norway and I think, well, that looks like it could have been fun. <laughs> but there's, I mean, the Giro's going on and we have to at least throw a carrot at the Tour of California every year. So like, and then, you know, there's mountain bike racing and then I'm out of time. Hey, um, as, as we're recording here, I, I do want to like, just to recap quick on the Giro. I know you guys don't want to get into it. I'm absolutely crushing you I guys do. in Velo games. Um, oh, so I've that. already started writing mm-hmm. paragraphs. So you guys just, you know, get ready to suck hey, it up next week. Let's get into the actual nitty third week, baby. Yeah. Okay. That's what everyone is saying about Simon Yates. He's got a two minute gap. Like it's not coming down. Well, he is going to, he's going to do just fine in the time trial. Time trial. Hey, can we talk uh, about, um, I know you mentioned him maybe a little bit last week, Patrick Conrad. Mm-hmm. Maybe I've slept on this guy for a long time. Uh, you guys could tell me a yeah. little bit about him, but that's a solid 10th place that he's running right now. And he's up there. Um, yeah, I don't know much about him, but I mean, he's riding a good race. I mean, there, after the first few guys, you've got the, you got Froome and the other big names who like Woods, you know, the giant VO2 max who were kind of slipping a little, um, so there's some room in that top 10, top 15 for a few guys who usually don't get a chance to, uh, you know, ride for themselves. Like, uh, what is it, Bilbao or whatever from Astana? Yeah. Who's, mm-hmm. You know, Astana has a pretty good, you know, he's not right there at the first group, but he's going to ride himself into a top 10, it seems. And I'm pretty sure he's never done that before. He's just been a good rider, but not that, you know. Spencer's guy, so, uh, George Bennett's uh, looking pretty good with the top 10 right now. He is looking good. I'll admit that. That's probably why Spencer's beating me in Velo games because otherwise <laughs> our teams are basically the same. And then so, he's got he's got Bennett. So. Now today's race, the stage today, the big controversy, of course, was Dumoulin just complaining about everybody practically that doesn't speak English clearly. Um, you know, Carapaz and uh, Lopez for not working together to bring back Yates. I didn't like it that much. I mean, it was like, come on, Dumoulin, like. You were last year's winner. Of course, they're going to force you to do most of the work and then attack you. That is how these things work. Yeah. Um, you well, slept. You let Simon Yates beat you. And then Lopez yeah. is going to go take the time bonuses as much as possible and use yeah. you up. And Carapaz was just there. And then I just didn't like how Dumoulin was kind of given the, the, um, superlatives for, um, uh, to people like doing marginal work. Like, oh, Pino helped a little bit. But not a ton, and you're like, oh, okay. But then Carapaz is like, oh, they were just fighting for the white jersey, and it's like, well, yeah, wouldn't you? Like, that's the whole point. Yeah, he's going to be able to stand yeah. on the podium in Rome on the final day with the white jersey. Well, and someone else on Movie Stars won the white jersey before Carlos Betancourt in France, and I'm just saying it could bring great things to a career. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I yeah, I think he's being a little, a little bit of a crybaby too. Especially with the time trial coming, like they're all thinking about the fact that he's going to put minutes into them in the time trial. They're not going to give away anything yeah. Yeah. to him in the mountains. And with Yates building this lead up, I don't, I mean, the way Yates has been climbing, it doesn't seem like any of the other climbers really believe that they can beat him in the mountains. So they're, they're playing for second and third, you know? I don't know. What's your takeaways, uh, your thoughts on the Giro, Spencer? Um, I mean, I'm curious to see where it goes. It feels like a foregone conclusion, but then it doesn't. I don't. It's 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 going to be a good race. I don't know. I'm excited to watch uh, the the final week and and see how it all shakes out. Um, I think there's some interesting dynamics that are that are kind of bubbling up uh, that I wouldn't yeah. have expected. Um, well, I think those alliances are like like you're saying. We're saying like everyone kind of against Dumoulin. You know, the, there's some chances for 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 people to start ganging up on other people. You know, and, right. and especially in the mountains, Dumoulin doesn't really have a strong team, whereas Astana's looking a little stronger. You know, mm-hmm. so and uh, there's a chance for some some I, fights. I think. Yeah, and I've been kind of waiting for like the Astanas of the group to really do what I expect them to do and they haven't done it yet. And I'm not sure if it's because they just can't or if it's because they haven't done it yet, you know, and, and they're starting to run out of time. So, um, yeah, you know, we'll see. I kind of felt, felt like in the first week, Astana was maybe trying to do a little too much now and then. And Lopez wasn't quite up to it and he seems yeah. to be coming a little better. Yeah. There was a few times in the first week where they would hit the front kind of early or lead into a climb and, and kind of like, 
you know, line the field out single file, and it felt a little early, and then Lopez was making stupid mistakes. Um, and, you know, his director sport have given some, some shit in the press about it. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe they sort of used themselves up a little early. but Could be. Yeah. I mean, th- we could sum this all up with uh, one of the Velo Games teams here sitting around middle pack or so uh, named, uh-oh, Tim just picked Tom Dumoulin. <laughs> And the team director is named Kiss of Death. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Hey, um, with that, I wanna I wanna play another uh, game for you guys for our next topic. Um, I want you to guess who I am. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. All right. So he's this moving a, his arms around, this is a visual up and down, over dabbing. I guess you're Yates because nope, you're, nope, you're, nope. you're you're I know who it is. Who? I'm going to guess you are Tom Schoon. That's right. That was my victory celebration at the Tour of California, my favorite stage race in America. And um, <laughs> yep, fan of the podcast, friend of the podcast, you may have heard him actually pronounce his name, so I can't screw it up, um, in the uh, the drops before or after the pre-lap. And Tom's absolutely crushed it by winning an awesome stave. I mean, I have not seen a stage that exciting at the Tour of California. I mean, I, I stopped reporting on the Royal Wedding to watch this stage. And the victory salute that he had, he, like, apologized for it on Twitter. I don't know why he apologized for it. It was the greatest <laughs> thing of all time. Um, Absolutely. That was one hell of a win. Yeah. Congratulations, Toms. And uh, Tour of California has been somewhat exciting. It ended yesterday. I don't understand why it can't. Like there's weekends here. Why not use both weekend days um, and maybe do like a, mm. a rest day on a Tuesday when people are in school? Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, I um, the men's race, which was uh, an entire week, we'll get to the the, the much too short women's race um, in a little bit. But Egan Arle Bernal of Team Sky won by a minute twenty five over America's greatest cyclist TJ Van Garderen. And Daniel Philippe Martinez of Team Education First Draypack presented by Cannondale rounding out the podium. Yeah. The other yeah, um, nice to see. Um, Sodom Yates uh, was there uh, in fourth place. And then Tao Gagan Hart of Team Sky in fifth. So there's your overall. Um, I think clearly the winner of, of the whole weekend of the whole week will be Tom Schoons um, with that awesome victory celebration. Well, he did get the consolation prize of the KOM jersey at the end of the week as well. So, oh, gee, yeah, yeah. cool. I think it says something that uh, Sky sends their their youth team, and they crush it with <laughs> first and fifth. I mean, that's like that's their like their trainee team, basically. That's their eh, these guys will probably run Grand Tours for us in a couple of years when Froome's all used up and polls is all used up now the uh the big news i saw on the uh, men's side those came out in one of the uh, cycling media was uh, team bmc and united healthcare both there looking for uh new sponsors so uh, bmc got a, a sponsor they did supposedly. they did is it tag Hauer the watches no, no. supposedly deloitte, deloitte is gonna yeah. touche yeah Touche. And then, yeah, um, so hopefully, you know what this means, you guys, that when they run into money troubles in a year or two, it's going to be hilarious. Because <laughs> every cycling team runs into money troubles at some point, And oh man, it's going to be good. Um, and then United Healthcare. I didn't know this that United Healthcare and Rally are pretty much part of the same company. And Rally won out that oh, yeah. sweepstakes on who to support in the quest for the Pro Tour. Um, have, have you guys always thought that was weird? Because there's a rule that technically you can't have the same sponsor for two teams and they're basically just the same sponsor with two different names like for different teams brands under the same sort of umbrella corporate umbrella but but you can see the that the possibility for collusion when the ceo gets on the phone and says hey you guys are in the break together and this brand, brand so, X, as you think I the need CEO is actually watching? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I so, don't think the CEO is probably watching. Well, but you, you know uh, how a Nature Valley Grand Prix, you know, the St. Paul crit where UHC is based, was always 
they were going to win that one where the Minneapolis crit uh, <laughs> rally or Optum before them was going to win uh, that race. Exactly. That's, that's how My they split that. Exactly. But, oh, well, oh, good. As long as they split it equally, I'm fine I, with their I mean, um, I just think it's underhanded one. collusion. <laughs> we do have a red lotto and a yellow lotto. So, I mean, this is not unprecedented. And an FDJ. They're from different countries. <laughs> okay. I mean, I, I they're diff- they're completely that's, different. They're just sponsored by lotteries. Oh, sure. Just have the like, same name. That's like Wisconsin and Minnesota. Like I mean, that's how countries are in Europe. You know, it is a yeah. We I wouldn't work with someone from Wisconsin. Exactly. I, I, it is kind of weird that they you know they sponsor two teams. But I think, little guy, to answer your question is that USA Cycling looks at it and goes like, "Wow, this is really weird. We should really enforce this." Then they also look at the team list to see who's actually like a pro team in America, and they're like, "Eh, oh, you know, yeah. that would take us from three teams to two. So, uh, you know, well, we gotta." Well, a question for one of your favorite riders, Tim, will be whether he gets paid soon because Dimension Data's second, maybe second sponsor is Deloitte. Like that's their yeah. one of their bigger sponsors, and are they going to stay with Dimension Data? Can they technically stay with Dimension Data? Like because that collusion rule is supposed to apply yeah. to well, all these levels, you know. I just speaking don't know. of my favorite riders, real quick, back to the Giro. Sven Tuft on the front all the time, but anyway, yeah. dad strength, it's great. Um, so Tour of California, let's get to the actual cool race. Um, it was only three days long, but the um. The uh, Amgen Tour of California women's race, empowered by SRAM, was won by uh, mm-hmm. was it uh, Katie Hall? Was it Katie Hall? Okay, yes. um, So Katie Hall takes it over Taylor Wiles of Trek Drops, and then Katarina Niwadoma of Canyon SRAM, teammate of Lisa Klein. Sorry, Lisa. Sorry, I said you're my favorite. Yeah, but you'll be you'll be <laughs> back in no time. So only three days of racing. Um, exciting racing. Enough racing and enough uh, Twitter action to say, hey, give us full credit instead of the final 200 meters where Phil and Paul um, let us know who's winning on the TV coverage. But, you know, I guess we got to start somewhere. I don't know. It's embarrassing. I don't, I don't, like, at, at some point, I just sit there and I'm like, we should be really into the racing, but then I'm so disappointed that it's only three days long and not getting the entire coverage that the men's race is that it's like, how much attention should I pay? And I know I need to pay attention a lot to it because it's such an important race, but I just get so dejected in the lack of coverage. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. The lack of live coverage is definitely disappointing. And, you know, you'll hear the arguments all day about, you know, live coverage is expensive and, and I definitely acknowledge that. And you need so many X amount of cameras to cover a road race. And, you know, the races are running kind of concurrently and, you know, I, I get it. I get that as a challenge, but um, it still doesn't change the fact that it's disappointing. But um, what they did do, what what the Tour of California did do, which I do appreciate, is they've got really good uh, highlights packages up on YouTube okay. of the races, like with professional... Uh, they have Laura from the Vox Women podcast that uh, Abby's on, and they have Brad Soner, who was on the Laser Radio podcast on uh, Wide Angle Podium, both doing the commentary for these like 25 to 30 minute long recaps of the whole stage um, with, you know, pre-race and post-race interviews and stuff like that. It's They're really well done okay. and will totally give you the feel that you got to see the whole stage without all the boring parts in the middle that you get up and make coffee during during usual uh, live coverage of races. Well, thanks for that um, recommendation. Do you, can you give me a quick update or what do you guys know on how Katie Compton did for uh, the United States cycling, like composite team riding in support of uh, Megan Garnier? She, she did her job. Um Megan didn't seem to have it uh, so much on the Big Hill uh, stage, stage two. Um, but Katie uh, ended up being able to race for herself maybe a little bit on uh, on the crit on stage three and got off the front towards the end of the race um, with another rider from Sunweb whose name escapes me at this moment. But, uh, you know, she was putting in her digs, getting out there, getting some TV time, as they like to say, and uh, got reeled back in, though, um, before the sprint finish. So she was out there mixing it up. Doing doing roadie things. It's pretty cool to see. Nice. It's good to do. That's awesome. It is. Um, And the main highlight before we go into the preem lap of uh, Tour of California was maybe you guys addressed this last week, 
But I just want to bring it back up. Peter Sagan doesn't know who Matthew Vanderpool is. <laughs> I don't know why people are surprised by this information. That is that is trolling like, 101. He knows who he is. He's not an idiot. Yeah. Like I don't think he does. I, I think I think that's I think this is like asking uh, 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 Valentino Rossi who Jimmy Johnson is. Like they both race motor vehicles. But it's not no. the same you, sport. No, Spencer. I don't think. Like, mm. I understand where you're going at that. And uh, sweet reference between um, motorcycles and uh, you know NASCAR because clearly um, real racing. It's yeah. pretty much the same as uh, mountain bike cyclocross. slash cyclocross and cyclocross road. Okay. I just no. It, it no. Let's get into this. No, because uh, MotoGP is very much like road racing, high level, very expensive. Everybody cares about it in Europe. Nobody cares about it here. And cyclocross is very American, like NASCAR. It's loud, no, it's dirty, it's no. fast. It's it's like you, you could have seen said as rally kind racing. of like you, you could un, have said like F one. Um, but the Americans, we love it. You know, I just here's the thing: Peter Sagan is trolling him to to say it that way. There's no way he doesn't. This guy is like the Wout Van Art of you know. There's two of them. This is the now, next generation. Now there's, there's a name that Peter Sagan does know. Wout Van Aert, because that guy finished on the podium at Strada Bianca, and that guy was mixing it up at Paris-Roubaix and Flanders. Yeah. Vanderpool races cyclocross and mountain bikes, and I don't think Peter Sagan reads the newspaper about what was happening in the World Cup in South Africa a month ago. You think? I just don't. Me, I don't think, buy you it. think cycling's in a newspaper? First off, you are so wrong. <laughs> and second, yeah, Spencer, it's a, it's I, you were just in English. In you should know this. I, the only thing in the newspapers was about Meghan Markle's dress, and it was fantastic. The veil was out of this world. But let me get into the seriousness here. Peter mm-hmm. Sagan goes, "Who's that?" Like, there's no way. Like, if you, he's a trained media professional. He could have just like done the canned answer of like, "Oh, he's going to do just fine." I wish him the best of luck. I, I was just a little surprised, and I know I'm not alone here. I think he knows who he is. And he's laying down the gauntlet, and he says, "I am the king of the crossover, not cyclocross to mountain biking." I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure it's a bit of a challenge. It's a, I don't know who that is. You know, bring it. You know, bring it to the road. But then I'll then I'll acknowledge you, Valentini Rossi. I, well done. I, I, I think I think you're giving them all too much credit. Like they live in a bubble. They don't pay attention to anything outside of the bubble. I mean. I, Someone must have mentioned I, him. Spencer, when, again, at some we point, were talking so. about a guy that recreated the entire Grease like soundtrack for his like engagement <laughs> video. This guy does not live in a bubble like that, right? Like, I mean, he's well, he lives fairly cultured. A strange beat. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying if you if you know what Grease is, you definitely know what Matthew Vanderpool yeah, is? That's right. All right, let's make the connection. Let's, for let's me. get out of here and get into this pre lap. What up? This is Tomas Koyinch, and you're listening to this Low Ride Podcast. Who are we racing for this week, little guy? I'm assuming we're riding for Health IQ, because no one's told me differently, and they're my favorite people to race for. Health IQ <laughs> is a great sponsor, healthiq.com slash slowride. It's where you go to save money on your life insurance because you're a healthy individual. Um, so you go there, you upload some data, you answer, actually you answer the quiz questions. Um, my, uh, dad was in town taking care of a uh, little, um, Heimar over the week and mm-hmm. he texts me constantly the health IQ quizzes to see how I can do against him. And that's a good way. It's a fun way to make sure that you're uh, <laughs> actually an, an active adult in cycling or any of the other types of events that they take into account to save money on your life yeah. insurance because you're basically a healthier individual. So um, they've been a long-term sponsor, as you've stated, little guy. And uh, Spencer, anything else you need yep. to add about the great partnership that Health IQ has brought the Slow Ride Podcast? Uh, no, I mean, I think you nailed the main points. Like, uh, go to the healthiq.com slash slow ride, take the quiz. Uh, it's up there in the top right corner. Pick the cycling quiz, see how you do. That's a good place to start. Um, and then from there, you know, uh, 
I mean, we could just tell you about what it, what a great company they are. Like they support us, they support the Wide Angle Podium, they support all the shows on the network, and um, for that, we're we're super grateful. And uh, you know, I don't think it's a whole lot to ask uh, to to have you go there and take a quiz and check out the FAQs, learn a little bit more about what they're doing, and uh, see if it's uh, a fit for you. So. so yeah, health I- easy stuff. HealthIQ.com slash slow ride to learn more. We'd also like to thank all of the supporters and listeners of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Go to the Apple iTunes store, go to Google Play, download the Wide Angle Podium app, check it out. There's tons of great shows. It lets you know what's what's up next. Um, those supporters have meant a lot to the network. Um, they continue to bring yeah. uh, free uh, podcast joy- enjoy- enjoyment to your earbuds. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to point out that I saw a picture of uh, Mr. David Palin on the Bike Shop CX Instagram doing that gravel race across the state of Michigan. Um, oh. <clears throat> it was like coast to coast in Michigan. It went from Ishpeming to, uh, I believe, Travis City. You made those names up. Those aren't well, real places. He, he, <laughs> he totally faked it. It's like the moon landing. He's not really riding his bike. He was on the uh, the chase. So uh, good stuff all right. on all of our partner oh. shows on the uh, Wide Angle Podium Network. Yeah, absolutely. Um, tons of great stuff over there. Uh, if you like this show, you'll probably like something else over there. Or at the very least, you can listen to Crosshairs Radio or uh, Bike Shop CX to hear them make fun of us on this show. And um, and then you'll be in on all the jokes. So that's a good way to round out your your slow ride uh, education. Yeah, I got a I got a question for those guys okay. at, at Bike Shop CX. So this is a way to make a crossover. And I've been thinking about this lately. What's the difference? Uh, maybe you guys know this. What's the difference between the different colored bike greases? Like, does are, do the colors mean something, yeah, like, or is it just like a branding? <laughs> no, thing? clearly, it's a higher. Because I swear, one time someone was like, "Oh, I can't believe you got that red grease in there," and I was like, "No, it's a higher viscosity." I mean, I only have. By what, how does that work? How does the color chart work? Well, it's a higher viscosity. So the red is the red means it's going to be hotter. Because the red, so the grease I have is wheel bearing grease for a car. Because I had to buy a tub of that to do the wheel bearings on the car, uh-huh. and so I was like, "Well, I'm not going to go to a bike shop and buy bike grease. You know, I'm just going to use this wheel bearing grease from the car." But like, would I have finished Almanzo ten minutes faster if I had used white grease or something? So the bike shop that I frequent uses white grease. But in okay. my workshop in the basement, I have the Phil Wood green grease. Yeah, right. And it sounds like maybe you have some red car grease. Yeah, yeah. It's like I don't know. It's what you right. when you yeah. go to break an equipment warehouse in Northeast Minneapolis. That's <laughs> All right, what they I give have you the, when you okay. buy when you buy. And I have pads. the Park Tool blue grease, so I guess it's we're okay. a kaleidoscope of grease colors, and maybe Bike so, Shop CX can solve this problem yeah. for us. Is it different or is it just, it's probably just branding and I'm just it, being paranoid. Probably. I do know that uh, with Loctite, the color does mean something, but with grease, yeah. I, I don't think so. Well, okay. So, and, and to add to this, the only other grease I own is CV joint grease, also for a car, <laughs> which comes with your CV joints and that's black. Oof. Interesting. And they're very specifically on there. They're like, do not use a different grease. And I was like... Well, yeah, but that's kind of like know. when you're, you know, you're following the Chips Ahoy or the uh, the Toll House cookie recipe on the back. Oh, of the, the bag, recipe, yeah. It says like <laughs> must use, you know, whatever Nestle branded yeah. cooking grease. Yeah, milk powder. Yeah, and all the things. So, yeah, you've got to right. use, you know, Stevens. All right, spray. We're not going to give guys. It we have a ton to cover. Let's get back to the show. My name is Matthew Vanderpool and I don't listen to the Slow Ride Podcast. We have a review. I'm pretty stoked. Oh, not really? it's been not a while. the can. Hit us up with a five-star review titled The TJ Van Garderen of Podcasts. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. I, I don't know if I like this. I weep with joy at the arrival of a new Slow Rise podcast. Uh, okay. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it? That's it. A five- that's a solid review. That's a so- <laughs> how, do I, how do I digest that? I can't. I don't know. All, All right. right. So I was. Thanks. Yeah. Not thanks. The uh, not the can. Whatever you um, are. It was pretty good. And then we did get good one man. quick email. Nick Dahl 
Hit us up. Hello from Wisconsin. Here's an example of some fixed gear crits in my area. And of course, he's talking about the fixation open, which happens there. And then also the, um, there's a, there's a couple of other races, the Fitchburg Festival of Speed. All of those are pretty much kind of around the, uh, Tour of America's Dairyland, which the three of us have never done, but we did do the original Tour of America's Dairyland when they weren't paying, um, well, I guess they were paying 20 deep in the category five yep. race when Spencer and I went there, it then went yeah, bankrupt because of that. Uh, of course <laughs> we're talking about international cycling classic or super week, as it was called two weeks of racing in Wisconsin. So Spencer, God, that's so confusing. When we were coming up super with week, the, uh, two weeks. when we were coming up with the, uh, the, the schedule of events here and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you talked about kind of, going outside your, uh, your region to go bike racing. And, uh, like little mm-hmm. guy just said, I was confused by super week because it was two weeks long and it was just called super week. Like I never understood that, but that was one heck of an experience. That was the first time I ever actually stayed on in a crit because the crit had like 70 people in it. And yeah. I was used to racing in a cat five crit in Minnesota with just 15 other people, um, and a bunch of sandbaggers. So I'd get dropped on the first lap, but, um, what, what were you going with, with this one? Well, I I, uh, I don't know. I was thinking about it. I've had some uh, some friends of mine who are traveling to to races, um, you know, do some crits and stuff like that. And it got me thinking. We haven't done a lot of advice on this show recently. I think for you know we've we've stepped away from that and we've been doing a lot of uh, good reporting. I think the show has has gotten better uh, over over the last you know years, but. One of the things we used to always do was give give people advice, and we used to get a lot of questions about, oh, what do I do? I'm going to do my first race. I'm going to X, Y, Z, whatever. What do you guys think? And I, I just it, – it hearkened me back, and I wanted to to make sure we get out this advice every once in a while that um, if you do – if you haven't – like if you enjoy bike racing and you're like a Cat 4 or a Cat 3 or whatever, um, like get out of your state. Like go travel, do a weekend somewhere, like get a few teammates and, and all sleep all over the floor on the motel six that you're splitting. So it's $8 each for, for a night. I don't know. I remember doing that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about this advice. I think everybody needs to have a little bit of punk rock, uh, lifestyle in their bike racing, a little collegiate, Mm -hmm. if you will. Um, but I think when I think back to my racing, like uh glory days or whatever like when we were all racing in the same state in the same places some of the best times we had in my opinion were going out of town and oh, racing somewhere yeah. else absolutely oh, yeah, definitely what was really cool is when you'd roll up to a race with your teammates and then act like you had a plan that you had concocted in the back of a hundred um, percent of yes. a saturn wagon yeah. or a uh uh you know mercedes benz uh diesel with a missing exhaust um but I and only had a missing exhaust after the race because of your neighborhood, Tim. But I will say that the only I, I'm happy that that we we traveled all over. I'm very I'm even I'm enthralled that we never the three of us never actually went to St. Louis for the Gateway Cup. Um, anywhere yeah, else yeah. in the country, I would have been stoked to go to. But um, yes, I highly recommend it. You need to get out of your comfort zone. You roll up with a squad. You act like you know what's going on. You you put in some attacks. Out of the blue, and people are like, "Ooh, wow, who are these guys?" People cover it because they're like, "Oh, that that guy could be strong." Now, and you're like, "Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. they respect you get your legs me." Shaved on I, point, your then, socks the right height. I, I yeah. recently did this, uh, maybe like four years ago, when Keith and I went to uh, Rouge Roubaix in Louisiana to go do a race, like outside the state. That was a ton of fun because we showed up. We had nothing to do except the bike race, um, and yeah, absolutely, go do it. I think it's great advice. I mean. Yeah, when we went to Super Week, that was that was one experience, and it's it's fun. Like racing is always fun, right? But like, if you've been in your in your scene for a couple of years and you've done all the courses and you know, you know, like if you get in a break with somebody and you're like, oh man, they're gonna smoke me, like you just sort of get down. Like you can defeat yourself uh, already. Like before before the finish line, it's fun to get somewhere else and not have any clue what's going on. It's like your brand new bike racer again, except for you're not terrible at it like you were when you first started. It's really fun. Anyway, but like Tim said, the best thing you can do is roll up with a squad, make it look like you know what you guys are doing, even if you have no idea, because everybody's going to think you do. 
You guys remember um, when we did the Duluth Classic uh, stage race? There was that team from Michigan that would show up. Like I think they were Ace Hardware team or huh. something. Yeah, Marquette, Michigan. Like, yeah, yeah, there were like seven of them, oh, and they were like big dudes. And we were like, oh man, these these guys are definitely the competition. I don't remember if they did good or not in that race, but I remember yeah, that. I don't remember either. I think it's great advice. I have some advice. Uh, this is solid uh, bike racing advice because I had this problem when I went to Almanzo this last weekend. Okay. I got all ready. I was ready to roll out to the start. I looked around the van. I realized the only sunscreen I had was a couple years old in that tube <laughs> and had been living in the van. And on after squeezing it for a little bit, I could tell there was something in there, but it wasn't it wasn't liquid enough anymore to come out. Okay. So I, I cracked open the bottom and looked in and it was like hard, you know, it had like dried like out a stick. And I was like, yeah, it was like the stick now, but it wouldn't even spread. So I just had this like chalky paste and I'm about to go do, you know, in my current physical state, six to seven hours <laughs> of riding in, in and I'm, I'm going to burn, right? If the sun comes out, it seemed like the sun was going to come out and it did for the second half of the race. So I was like, I got to do something. So pro tip, if you got a little olive oil, which you do because you're camping in your van, uh-huh. you just pour the olive oil in there and you work it around enough and it, it came back to life and I, I applied this olive oil-based sunscreen that I made and I didn't get burned. That you is just some, had a nice that is golden some... brown to you and you probably oh, smelled I I... amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I made a lot of friends and it was probably because of the smell. So that is some <laughs> top-notch advice you would get nowhere else. And little guy, the Almanzo. One of, yep. one of the original and one of the biggest gravel events is in Minnesota every spring. It's free. It's you send in a postcard. Was there a lot of people this year? I was number I, – so I registered day of, and there was at least 60, 70 people in line behind me when I got out of line, like 35 minutes before the race started, and I was number 901. So they almost had 1,000 so, yeah. people. Um, I, I'm sure they probably did, yeah. So this is fantastic. How did you finish? Uh, were you in the lead group? Uh, no idea. No, no. Um, no do you know no, who no, won? No, no, no. no. Okay. Um, <laughs> how was the creek? How was the creek crossing this year? Um, it was um, it was like mid calf length, so like a third of the way up your socks if you got them on point. You know, that's, that's pretty good. So you got those, did you, those did you ride the creek crossing or did you? No, you walked it. No, so, it's got some I... big, it's got some big boulders. The Creek crossing is great. If no one, people don't know this. There's this one spot that usually there's water flowing and a lot of people act like a baby about it and act like it's terrible, but you're about 80 miles in and dipping your feet in an ice cold, like it's like, this is like a trout stream. So it's super cold. It's great. It's like the f- best thing that you could do. You, you get your oh. dogs all cooled off and you get back on the bike <laughs> and you feel great. Yeah. So last time I did Almanzo, little guy, we did that, and the creek crossing was, was torrential. It was yeah, it was really scary the last time we did it. It wasn't like that at all. It's that was the only year it was like that. That was like chest high, yeah, and they had like a rope out because <laughs> they were worried about people getting swept away. Like it, they had like a bunch of people out there helping people. I mean, like somebody could have slipped, hit yeah. their head, and died. I had to carry my um, bike over my head. Yeah. Like, no, this was super mellow and just it okay. was just like, oh, my feet feel now, better now. That's, this is great. That, that's good. Any um any advice, you know, was the gravel did you grind it to the core or flat tires? How, how did your uh what was your mechanical of the day? You know, the only mechanical I had was um I got a rock that jumped up and got stuck between my tire and my fender for like a second and I pulled over and I kind of shook the bike and it fell out. Okay. Sure. And then I kept going again. So right. I didn't have any mechanicals, but I will say I I saw more people on the side of the road with mechanicals and more people crashing in this edition than ever before. Like the first uh 10 miles I was like a little bit off the back of the front group and you'd come around a corner and you wouldn't see the front group anymore, but you would see uh, the guys that had been spit out of the front group to the side of the road because dudes were overcooking turns and doing all kinds so, of crazy stuff. Huh. Little guy, I would like to um, do this uh, ride next year. Uh, maybe we can convince Spencer to come out and uh, get the band yes. back together. I mean, I love it. I figure that you guys are going to need revenge after Schwamigan in September. So um, maybe, maybe hey, that's now. fine. I, let's start planning now. So Ma- Monzo um, is in the book. Um, any th- um, we should do it. I've got the secret camping spot. 
Oh, and uh, I know where the bakery is downtown. I, I also um, have a secret camping spot, and I'm curious if mine is the same as yours because mine. Uh, let me let me try and see if I can describe it to you using um like okay you know landmarks and things. It's do you know where the uh, Holiday Inn Express is? Mm-hmm. Because it's in mm-hmm. it's inside of that. <laughs> mm. Is that the one we stayed at in Rochester the last time we did it? I don't know. <laughs> that was a dumpy. Dumpy motels. Oh, no, Speaking that's of going out one. of town and staying at dumpy motels to do bike races, that was the quality of dumpy motel you want for a bike now race. I, it's just enough where you can sleep, but where you're like you're ready to get out of there in the morning. You're not going to miss your start. Now mm-hmm. we we do have quite a bit of news to go through. Let's segue right into it, little guy. I'm a little surprised that you decided to go to Almanzo instead of the University of Minnesota Crit Series because now that the nature <laughs> did that happen? now that the Nature Valley Grand Prix has been canceled. There's pretty much no more road yeah. season in Minnesota. The longest running stage nope. race in America, I believe, is the Nature Valley Grand Prix. Was and it? Really? Man. It is on bad. what they claim to be hiatus for this year um, due to some road construction in Uptown. Uh, remember, in 2015, That's... they didn't have a women's yeah. edition of the event. Um, yeah. Tough times ever since the granola bar company bid adieu to the Nature Valley Grand Prix. Yeah. And our... Our long-term goal growing up in the Minnesota cycling scene was to always race the Uptown Crit, and we never got to do that. Um, I got to do it as an amateur. I got to do it in the 2-3. Sure. We had same. dreams of attacking United Healthcare and Rally at the same yeah. time, going, yeah, you guys conclude all you want, but it's too bad we're here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was that was always the thing back, back, back when there was always like the composite team of local dudes was like all spring. It was like, who's going to make the, who's going to do nature Valley. I don't know. Yeah. It's a bummer. I don't yeah. know. I road construction. That's a lame it's... excuse. Like what do we have three roads in Minnesota? Like you can't find another road. Yeah. I mean, they can do it around my block. Um, couple more, uh, news bits. Um, sad news out of Washington, uh, today, just cause of the, uh, the mountain lion attacks. Yeah. And the reason we're bringing this up is the cycling and, Two riders in uh, about 30 miles outside of Seattle um, attacked by a mountain lion. Uh, one was um, was killed and one was uh, severely injured. Very scary on mountain bike riding. And I was thinking about this yeah. um, when I was over in London. I was talking to an individual that um, is a professional snowboarder. And he would go up to the top of mountains and he was telling me about being in an avalanche. And he said that he always rides – or he always snowboards with at least like one, probably two other people for that, you know, situation. Mm-hmm. And I think about how many times I've gone mountain biking. Granted, I have to deal with different uh, national or natural disasters and uh, predators in, in Florida than mountain lions. But I, a lot of times I used to go all by myself, you know, and it's kind of one of those yeah. things like, man, like that is just sad. Even if you, and they well, did everything right. Right. Yeah. You know, they tried yeah, to make it noise. Like they did everything right. Um, and scared it, yeah, and scared it away and everything. So, yeah, I don't know. It's really, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's not a thing that happens much, so it's not, you know, it's not something right. To yeah, keep you away from the trails, like it's, I, it's very rare that a mountain attacks, but I, you know, these things do happen. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty much yeah what I would say is don't I wouldn't get too hung up on it because I doubt that uh, that is something that's going to happen to you uh, in your area if you're out there. But obviously, all our all our condolences uh, to friends, friends and family of, of yeah. those guys. And continue to ride with uh, you know others because that's always a lot more fun yeah. than riding by yourself. Because um, no one ever really wants to ride with me. Um, that that takes the next point. Um, <laughs> solo rider on the trails of Virginia um, attacked other riders <laughs> as he rode by, sticking his hand out yeah, this, and this causing a crash, only for the authorities to catch this individual because he uploaded his ride data to Strava where he was tracked. Um, This is almost as good as catching the golden state killer. um, When they, with the DNA that his, uh, you know, millennial uh, nephew uploaded, but uploading your data after you assaulted someone on the trail, that's a pretty dumb move. It's a really dumb move. Obviously, this person's a bozo. Didn't it say in the article too that they 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 were they were on tri bars? Oh yeah, no, the tri bars were definitely involved. If you had any, that questions. was like one of the first things I remember reading. I was like, oh yeah, 
So, do you think this guy was assaulting people because they got in the way of his Strava attempts? Yes, and so the, he he was absolutely. lashing out. My my guess is that <laughs> my guess is that he was in the process of trying for a KOM, and there was two people yeah. on the trail in front of him that were not yeah. listening to his on your left, which he probably didn't say anyway, or because it would take away no. too many watts as he was in his aero yeah. tuck. And as he went by, he stuck out his uh, arm for a forearm shiv to the head, which then caused a pretty. Um, big crash, and the cops were called, and they found out who did the assault. Brilliant police work um, there. I, <laughs> what's crazy? I love is, that the cops well, knew the cop, about Strava. The cop probably has Strava, right? That's the only reason that there's that connection. There's no way that there's a yeah, detective yeah. class. It's like, hmm, we have this, and then they're like, oh, well, Strava, of course. Well, I'm sure the cops have a list of a list on their wall of every uh, fitness tracking app they can use to <laughs> exploit to find people. I mean, um, can you imagine what this guy's going to be like when he's sitting in his jail cell and the guy next to him's <laughs> like, "What are you in for?" You know, and like his cellmate's like, "I'm in for murder," and he's like, "I uh, was going for a KOM, you know, down on the trail by the river." And uh, it'd be great if his if his gun, cellmate's like, "Wait, home. you were on the trail going for a KOM." Man, you deserve to be in here. <laughs> like, yeah. like you need to be on the Two street. KOMs on the yeah. road. Yeah. <laughs> Have you found my segment? <laughs> oh, um, other news. God. Okay, um, I'm gonna Gross. I'm gonna read some things, and I want you guys to tell me who wrote these um, at in their quest for U.S. congressmen. Um, oh wow, this is gonna be. Term limits. Eight years is good enough for the president. It ought to be good enough for your congressman. Obamacare. Obamacare is still the law of the land, and we need to bring it to a merciful end. Tax reform. President Trump and the conservatives in Congress took a major step towards economic freedom when they passed tax reform. Second Amendment. Mm -hmm. I'm a hunter. I'm a gun owner. And I'm a strong supporter of our Second Amendment rights. Please tell me it's Lance Armstrong. Velodrome. I am a former track racer on the Velodrome. You may not know what the Velodrome is because it's only on every four years, but vote for me. Oh, God. Is it George Hancappy? I mean, this is, no, it's definitely Marty Nothstein. Oh, my God. The Marty Nothstein legacy is going haywire Seriously? as he just won oh. the Republican primary for the 7th District of Pennsylvania, and he is going to have the fight for his life to make it to the halls of Congress. Guys, this is Marty going to become the biggest advocate for cycling since Jim Oberstar, or is Marty no. just going to be Marty? Wow, I didn't know he was such a class act. Um, this is exciting. I, I, I was. <laughs> I mean, the only thing is, if I was the person running against Marty Nostein for Congress, I would just show the video of the Carney incident at the Velodrome from eight years ago when Marty Nostein yeah. got suspended by USA Cycling for like 30 days for collusion with the officials. I don't know if you remember that mm -hmm. part of the outcome of that, that incident, but yeah, Marty yeah. Nostine. Uh, yeah. Whatever happened to Marty Nostine. Well, maybe they'll just, uh, be like, yeah, he was a good track racer, but look what happened when he tried to switch to a different discipline previously, like the road. Oh, didn't get any results there. Oh. Navigators insurance, man. That was a, that was yep. a good team. Ah, uh, I wish I still had that hat. Oh, Anyways, um, if you just type in Marty Nassin, he's actually got a little bit of controversy going with him on his campaign. But let's get into the final topic That's real surprising. quick. UCI Mountain Bike World Cup was on Red Bull TV. Um, I was able to watch it. Two things that stuck out. Um, they did a short track race on Friday, which then set up the staging for the first two rows of the Sunday race, which was today. Um, Matthew Vanderpool won the won the short track race. So he had choice of lanes on the start. He ended up getting third overall to Nino Scherter, um, in the, in the race today with Stéphane, uh, Tempier of France in second. It was a fun race. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch it. It was a really muddy track. And then on the, uh, women's side, Yolanda Neff, um, beat Yana Bellomina and, Ann Tabor, um, for second and third on a very technical course. They had a quite the downhill, um, kind of over a rock, to a ledge, to a burn thingy. But anyways, I absolutely yeah. love the Red Bull TV coverage of cross-country mountain biking. And uh, I hope you guys find time to watch it this week. I will try. I, I usually don't remember to, which is dumb of me, because then you remind me, and every time I go watch it, 
it's pretty amazing coverage. The racing's pretty great. And, you know, I like to watch Vanderpool. Now, um, do you want to, so you, you guys are on Twitter more than me. Maybe one of you can, uh, send the private message to Peter Sagan with like a link to that video so he can learn who Vanderpool is. Of him winning the short sure. track race in front of a hundred people. Yeah. yeah. Maybe be like, <laughs> yeah, a little like, oh, here's the guy who was now Spencer. About. Were you able to watch the racing today? Uh, I watched most of it. I didn't finish, uh, actually watching the race. So I was really holding out, uh, you know, hope to see what the, what, how the finish panned out and um was really trying to not have that spoiled for me well <laughs> i'm here for you as always uh quick shout out yeah. to kate courtney from america in 10th place in the women's race um she did quite well in the uh short track race uh to earn that front row start i could not believe how many people were at took the start line in this race um both of them had you know i mean dozens and dozens and dozens of riders but anyways check it out Sorry, I spoiled spoiled your uh, your your results there, Spencer. Anything else that you guys want to add before uh, next week when you read the losers' paragraphs? Yeah, in all the games. Uh, uh, you know, I don't. I just wouldn't get too cocky, Tim, because the third week, anything can happen. I mean, I Mitch Docker could win a stage. That's or true. Two. That's true. Um. I do. I do actually want to touch on one more important topic here before we leave. Um, the women's Colorado uh, stage race was yeah. announced. Did you guys see this? Yeah, I'm stoked. Another women's race. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, f- four yeah, stages. Four bit. stages. It's huge. Four. Wow. Four stages. That's one more That's than more California. Than it looks like we're moving in the more right than direction. California. If you remember a few episodes ago, Abby was really looking forward to this one um, on the show. She's talking it up. Uh, they they released the information about the stages. Um, Hit me. It is grand total one crit, which is 50 minutes, and then three other stages, which total out to 128 kilometers. Each? No, total. What, wait, that's like 80-some miles or something then? 85 miles. Are you kidding that is 85 miles for three stages and that is how are they that short that's with the crit that's i mean there's 50 minutes with the crit it's maybe you know it's maybe oh, 125 wow, wow. or something maybe the these race directors listen to our podcast too much when we talk about short stage races and then shorter stages make <laughs> for exciting racing but i don't know if a 30 mile average stage race length is um what i would consider right. short that's kind of like you know at least 70 miles to like 90 yeah. for the pros would be an exciting race, but oh my are God, circuit races? that's embarrassing. Are they? Yeah. There there's two circuit races that are 14 K uh, laps that's that they do short. four laps of. And then there's a time trial. That's about 10 K and then yeah. there's a crit. So here's the thing. If you're going to do a circuit race, why do a 14 K circuit do a four K circuit and do a bunch of laps? Like they're like shooting themselves in the foot twice with that one. Yeah. I mean, they're clearly not very good at what they're, they're doing. Yeah, they're clearly not thinking they, at all. They've screwed this pooch in more ways than one, which is the most unfortunate way that you can screw a pooch. Um, is this the Quiznos I, I just, race? I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure I don't know anymore. what it's called anymore. Is it that race, though? But Quiznos still exists. I don't know. Is, it's, it's like I would rather them do a one-day race that was a legitimate length and was awesome than yeah. four kind of crappy races strung together into some yeah, of a stage race that is so embarrassing one, like it's america so you can't do one day race but yeah it's it's unbelievable it's like i can't believe like i read i read it i did the math i added it up two or three times to make sure i wasn't missing something it's insane. It's crazy. And you carried the one when you did the math? I, I did carry the so, one. <laughs> here's, here's the next question. How is this even listed as a pro race? USA Cycling has to have minimums in the rule book about what constitutes a pro race, right? You would think. You would think, but probably for circ- if they're all listed as circuit races, right? Like there's probably not a link for circuit races. Oh, my God. <sighs> I don't know. Maybe they're all, com- maybe they're all crit. Well, I don't know. I have to dig more yeah. into this, but this just – this. Tim, to steal one of your segments of old, this really ground my gears this week, and mm. I had to get it onto the podcast because it is abysmal. It's it's so bad. I don't have... It's worse than the Tour of California men's race. Let's just put it that way. Ouch. Worse than a time trial? 
One by TJ Van Garderen. It's just sad because... Tour of California. <laughs> How about this? It's worse than the original Tour of California in 2007. In February? God. That was built for Levi Leibniz. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Levi. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's, it's, it is embarrassing. It's not moving the sport forward. It's such a bummer because they had such a big chance to do something, and they just belly flopped it straight off the high dive. Well, this, this was the year we were going to really follow the tour of Quiznos, and now I guess we won't. Yeah, that's uh, – well, yeah. on that sour note, we'd like to thank you for listening to the Slow Ride podcast. We'd like to thank Health IQ for their continued sponsorship, healthiq.com slash slowride. Find out how to save money on your life insurance. I'd also like to thank listeners and subscribers and supporters of the Wide Angle Podium Network. Always, always, always wave to your fellow cyclists when you see them out there on the road, trail – or even your triathlon, or your KOM on the trail. Don't stick out your arm and hit him in the head. Um, just wave. No. That would have been a much better way. Um, and with that... Maybe he's an enthusiastic waiver. Yeah. I bet that's going to be his argument when he gets into court. I was so happy to see them, and I just I got too close. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, this is Tim in Orlando, Florida. This is Matt. I'm going to keep my waves tight this week just to be safe in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Boston. Uh, We will see you guys on on the Greenway. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod. Hey, um, quick shout out to new dad, Kevin Bouchard Hall, for getting fourth overall at the Grand Fondo New York this past weekend. That's oh, one yeah. hell of a result. And showing a clean that set of wheels to USA Cycling President Derek Bouchard Hall, no doubt.